When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's our number two, Bart and Han. Alan Han with Amani Toomer today on a football Friday. I'll tell you what, we have Amani, mm-hmm. Super Bowl champ with the Giants. And we've already been talking about his career a little bit as well. So, I mean, it's don't we have to get into the Giants here? They are not in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. were a year ago. Yes. And so let me just ask you right out of the gate a question that I know is loaded, but it's a fair one, I think. A year ago, the statement was the Giants found themselves a coach in Brian Dable. They found themselves a coach. He was a coach of the year. Mm -hmm. He led them to the playoffs. They Mm -hmm. won a playoff game. And it's like after all these years of searching after Tom Coughlin, they found themselves a coach. A year Mm -hmm. later, he's got to find himself in almost an entirely new staff as special teams coordinator, gone. And then Wink Martindale, also gone. And I guess I'm going to ask it, like, like is there cause for concern a year later with Brian Dable because of this sudden changing, especially he and Wink Martindale clearly could not get along? Yeah, I, I don't think that that's a problem. Um, and why I say that is because, you know, Jim Harbaugh, going back to Michigan, Jim Harbaugh had his coordinators that everybody he wanted – and they were, you know, they weren't beating Ohio State. They weren't being Michigan State, and they weren't beating, uh, and they didn't, and they weren't competing for Big Ten titles. Then all of a sudden, they he was forced to fire all his coordinators, and next thing you know, the team takes off. Sometimes change is good. Sometimes the fact that the the the, the head coach and the coordinators they don't get along. Maybe now there'll be a more of a hierarchy. You know. I think Wink Martindale probably thought he was the head coach, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and and probably, you know, got too big for his britches. Not to say that in a negative way, meaning that I think that it was anything, you know, that 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 Wink Martindale to discredit his what he's done for the Giants at all. I totally love what he's done, but if he wants to leave, then, you know, he can leave. But now everybody's going to know who the main guy is. Brian Dable is the main guy, and I think what we learned this year is that the hardest position in the NFL to fill, the hardest position in the NFL to develop, we is the quarterback. The Giants how have a coach that can get Tommy DeVito <laughs> to play top-notch football. And that's not nothing to, to sneeze or scoff at. That is a tough thing to do. So basically, your quarterback position, regardless of who you got, is going to be able to, to at least run an offense, at least be able to get you wins. So now, now we got to work on. You got to get a defense coordinator. That's as talented as, Nick, as Wink Martindale. That might be a tall task, but that's more rep, rec, That's more. That's easier easier to replicate than trying to find somebody that can develop quarterbacks. So there's a trade off there. Um, and so you're, I'm, you're change giving. is good. Change no, yeah, and and I I like what you said about the fact that it establishes Dable 
as the man. Like, yes. I'm in charge here. Because the, what we're hearing about what happened is, is Wink, we love him. Like, Wink, yes. he's been on I, our I show. He's great yeah. personality. A lot of, I love but him. It's the story goes, he sort of was almost like separating the defense from everybody else. And mm-hmm. this is my thing, and I'm in charge of this. And Dable is supposed to be the CEO of the organization. But yeah, whatever you have to say, though, doesn't affect us. Like, we don't always agree. And so we're going to do our own thing. Yeah. And that, it can't work that way, no, obviously. It it's not like way. we have two, you know, I'm not the offensive guy and you're the defensive guy and we don't talk to each other. There's still no. somebody overseeing the whole thing. So yeah. that you're, I, I'm glad you said it that way because that part makes sense. It, it was necessary so that the head coach could be the head coach. Yes. And everybody understood that that's how it was going to be yeah. and not, you know, listen to me, but don't listen to what that guy says. We don't always agree. Because I yeah. guess that was going on. You need a united front. I, okay. In, in if you business, have that, you need a united front from the top down. That any is business. Oh, 100% true. So you have the CEO now in place and it's, it, now it is established. Mm-hmm. But now he has to find a new defensive coordinator. Yeah. And you have, I think you started figuring out, Kayvon Thibodeau in his system, what Dexter Lawrence can do in his system, which, by the way, you didn't mention, Dexter Lawrence was second team uh, all-pro for the AP, while Quincy Williams, just for the Jets side, Quincy Williams and Sauce Gardner were all-pros as well on the first team. And good for Quincy, by the way, for getting recognized, but that's another story for another day. Mm -hmm. But still, for this defense... Jet fans, always got to get them guys in, huh? I mean, like you You at Michigan. You know, it only took me an hour. It only took me an hour to talk (laughs) Jets. But but now it becomes, then who is the right guy to bring in? Do you bring in somebody that isn't as experienced because Dable can then stay established as the leader? Or can you still go get somebody that has a resume similar to what Wink has because it is good to have somebody with great experience on defense, especially when you're a head coach that really leans more offense. So if I'm going to ask you then, Amani, the former yeah. Giant, the Super mm-hmm. Bowl champion, mm-hmm. what would you like to see the Giants do with defensive coordinator? I think they should give somebody who was in – like. see, but the thing about it is Wink Martindale took a lot of his play, of, of his guys. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, the Wilkins um, boys, yeah, all that stuff. Like he, so they, that's they all gonna, left. So that's going to be the 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 I would the in a perfect world the Giants would say okay great um you know thanks Wink for what you've done you've done a great job you want to leave that you know uh, you know I, we're not going to hold you back but we're probably going to try to retain one of your guys uh, so that we can keep continuity uh, with mm-hmm. the system mm-hmm. see now they're going to bring in a new guy he's going to have his own ideas and what never works is when you have like a three four which right. the Giants pretty much run, mm-hmm. and you bring in a guy who wants four to run three a 4-3. Three. Yeah. And, and now Thibodeau, it's different for him. Like, Thibodeau's yeah, now he's a, he's a straight yeah, rush end, you know, and he's not, he now instead of being the rush end, he is a defensive end. Mm-hmm. And um, the different body types that you need uh, on the defensive line. Uh, instead of like hold the big guys that hold up the, the blockers to protect the linebackers to scrape across and make plays, now you have – um, guys that you want to go and penetrate and make plays. So it's a, it, you're, you're really, you know, is Dexter Lawrence going to be good as a, uh, defensive, uh, a, a defensive tackle as opposed to being a nose tackle? You know what I mean? So yeah. the, all these types of things really shake up everybody. Um, uh, and Deontay Banks, great corner. Is he going to – Is he's a man corner. Now is he, are you going to put him in zone? Like – there are things that are so specific to about what well, some of these players do that now you have to bring in a guy that understands 
it's got to be a 3-4 guy. I mean, you've got to bring in a 3-4 guy that can allow these players to do what they're supposed to do because the body types for um, defensive ends and defensive tackles in a 3-4 are completely different from a 4-3. So you want to keep that continuity because what you do is if you change to back to a 4-3, you're really – I mean, you're going to have to make some huge changes on that defense to the line. personnel. Yeah, 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 and then you don't have the continuity you were talking about. So yeah. that's one part of it. Now on the offensive side, mm-hmm. Amani, I'd love to get your thoughts on where do they go from here on several things. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure you've talked about this on your show on Sundays, but because we're here, let's do this here because Daniel Jones had a had a terrific year last year that opened some eyes about when he's healthy, what he can do, mm-hmm. but then the thing that has been the issue for him creeped up again this year, which is injuries, whether it was the neck that is really a bit of a concern because it's been recurring, or the knee. What do you do at quarterback going forward? You have the sixth pick in the draft. It's not high enough to get one of the best quarterbacks available, but yet you have an out after next year with Daniel Jones, who's coming off of an injury. So before we get to Saquon, just let's start there. Mm-hmm. Is Daniel Jones, although Joe Shane said we expect to have him next year, but mm-hmm. is he your guy long-term in your eyes as a receiver who knows what a good quarterback looks like? Uh, I think that the job of a quarterback who is making the lion's share of the money in that quarterback room, the job is to get his team come hell or high water out of the top ten picks. <laughs> yeah. Period. Because when we got Eli Manning, Kerry Collins was our quarterback. He got hurt uh, when we were playing against the, we were playing against Washington, and our season totally unraveled. And what? Lo and behold, we had the fourth pick of the draft. Now Kerry Collins was one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I say he was probably closer to a top five quarterback at the time in terms of what he could do in terms of manipulating defenses throwing the ball accurately, and just ha- just pure arm talent. Top five, easy. But there was an opportunity to get a young Eli Manning. And if you're in that position to get, another, to get one of these quarterbacks, you got to take it. And they are in position with some teams that are higher than them that may not have the, the, the quarterback. Um, maybe wait until if the, guy come, if, if the guy that they want will drop out of the top five or go up into the top five and get somebody Hmm. but I think that so very few times you have an opportunity to get a guy that can change your franchise you you got to do it so you feel like you got to do it okay I feel like you got to do it because the injury situation I love Daniel Jones don't get me wrong I think Mm -hmm. he is you know if you give him an opportunity if he's healthy and all is equal they're out of the top they're out of the top 10 and we're, we're moving on to another position but that's just not the case and it has nothing to do with Daniel Jones as a player. It has everything to do with Daniel Jones, his injury history, one, and the fact that they're in the position they are with the top six pick. You take any quarterback, you get the top six pick, you you and you're making, you know, and you're and you're, you know, taking that percentage of the salary cap. You're not supposed to be in that position. So it's just a pure. That's just the business of the NFL. This is a business decision in the NFL, and this is what you got to do when you're in that with that high of a draft 
All right, speaking, and then, all right, and I think that's been the common theme. I don't, I don't think that's an outrageous take. I think a lot of people are feeling that way. If if you have a guy and he's you like him and he's there at six, although I guess Michael Penix Jr. was somebody that some people felt moved up mm-hmm. after the semifinal performance, mm-hmm. and then what, what your team did to him defensively. I mean, what, yeah. what, 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 what Michigan did to him in the championship game, it looked like, boy, with pre- under pressure, he struggles yeah. to process. Boy, he doesn't see the open receiver. Like, he looked like all of his warts were exposed yeah. on top of the injury history that he comes with, with you know two ACLs and the, the clavicle and everything else that went wrong with him. Plus, throughout the game, the guy's just constantly holding something that was hurting, yeah. you know, because you beat him up so much. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, again, like I don't know if that's changed anything, but we'll, we'll see there. Mm-hmm. But another part of the business, <clears throat> excuse me, as we have been talking about for the past year, is Saquon Barkley. Yes. What do you do there? Ooh, I think you try and I mean, he's the best player on that offense, hands down. Oh yeah, no maybe doubt. Andrew Thomas, you know, but he he had a, he struggled this year because of the injuries. But but skill player wise, he's your most effective yeah, player. He, their game, put it this way: when you're game planning the Giants, you you first you start with Saquon Barkley, then Michael you go Parsons to Saquon exactly Barkley. That yeah yeah. Then you go to Saquon Barkley. <laughs> that, that's it. So right, the runner, you, the receiver. Yeah, exactly. That's no, what you do. Yeah, you first you get him as the runner. Right. Then you get him as a screen. Then you get him out when he's out running. That's who you. Do, that's who you game plan for. Yeah. And everybody else. Okay, we'll see if you can you can beat us. Now, Darius Slayton has come on really strong. Love Jalen Hyatt. He's one of my favorite players, young players, along with Darius Slayton, Wandell Robinson. They they have a great receiving core. They young. Gotta stay healthy though. Great receiving. They gotta stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. That's what my dad says. He's hell when he's well. He's just sick all the time. You can't have that. I'm going to steal that. But, but that's what it is. It, it's, it, but with Saquon, as you just said, and, and Micah Parsons said that earlier in the season, mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. When you are playing the Giants, you are game planning for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. That's what you do. You're not game planning for Daniel Jones. Mm-mm. It's Saquon Barkley. If that's the case... And I get the whole the the running back thing because of the you know the short shelf life and everything else, but do the Gi- should the Giants commit to him? Should they just get, somehow some way just find a way to commit to him? At least you have him. Yeah, and the numbers for a running back, justifiably or not or not justified, they're very low compared to a regular. I think you know, he wanted fifteen or sixteen. I don't think you know he wasn't looking for the eighteen to twenty. Right? I think he was looking for the. Yeah, like fifteen ish, I believe, yeah. was the target. Yeah, I think that you know by them trading um, Big Cat to uh, yeah Seattle uh, to Seattle, I think that they've freed up a little cap space and a few things are coming off the board. Um, and so I think that they're in a little bit of a better cap situation than they have been in the past. Um, but yeah, it's I feel like whenever you have a player that you drafted and he's playing top tier football. Right. For the locker room. Like, when I played for the Giants, you knew if you got drafted by the Giants and you did your job and played well, you were absolutely going to be on the Giants for as long as you possibly could. And that brings about knowing what it means to be to play in the New York Giants, knowing the market, knowing the team. Because some of these guys, they come in and out so quickly, they don't really feel what it's like hmm. to be on that team, the culture, you know, what the fan base expects of you. And don't really understand being how, what it takes to play in New York, and a guy that can play in New, uh, play in New York may not be um, 
you may not be able to just pick and place somebody from other teams to play in New York. It's a totally different animal. I remember when I played at Kansas City for about an hour before I pulled my hamstring and got cut. <laughs> I, I remember I was in the locker room and they were like, media's coming in, media's coming in. I'm like, all right, here we go. Man, there were three people that came in the locker room, and one of them was holding the, 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 the tripod for the camera. I was like, man, this is not the NFL. This is not the NFL that I'm used to. You talk about 30, 40 people coming in, and all of them with microphones trying to get a scoop. That's yep. you know the, the scrutiny that you get from there and the, the interest that the fan base and the access that the fan base has. That's to me playing football when you everything you do, everything that's going on is scrutinized. That's mm-hmm. – that's to me the NFL. So it's not a lot of people can take that. And we know Saquon can, and we know he handles it 100% above board. And, uh, man, I just I think to lose Saquon, you're going you're gonna to lose more than just a running back. You're going to lose the heart and soul of that team. That's what you've heard about, like, right, his popularity in the room. And although the business decision part of it is the easy thing to do, right, Imani, you, mm-hmm. you point to it was week, what was it, week two, second yeah, half he, Arizona, he, like, and all of a sudden he, it's a, he ankle, gets hurt. Right? And it's just like, here we go. He gets hurt, and then you start to slip, and the season starts to fall apart. And so mm-hmm. you, he's so – I guess it's, he's so good that he's so much of your offense, mm-hmm. but it's so bad that he's so much of your offense. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm trying to – when I talk to Giants fans, mm-hmm. and, I, and we talk about, like, what do they have to do and, and all that stuff. Yes, you're right. The sixth pick, if there's a quarterback and he's somebody you love, you got to take him because you're not supposed to be in the top ten. You don't want to always be in the top ten. Yeah. So you have an opportunity to get him. But there's the other part of me that goes, what if you got a wide receiver, like the best wide receiver talent? Now, Marvin Harrison might not be there at six, mm-hmm. but the kid from LSU will be there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of – like Bart loves this kid. He, mm-hmm. he thinks he's going to be special. Mm-hmm. And it's like if I can add to the weapons that I have, which would be Saquon, who I already know is an established weapon, but if I can draft a guy – that could do what Garrett Wilson has done for the Jets or Puka Nakua has done. or You know what I mean? Like I get a guy that just suddenly elevates my offense. It gives me another option. It does open up more. It makes Daniel Jones better. Maybe it helps my offense. Mm-hmm. And I just say, I'm going with this. Yeah. You know, because keep hitting the reset button to me. You feel like you start spinning your wheels. Yeah. And too many times I think that can happen where you just keep trying it over and over again instead of, like, can Daniel? Maybe he'll just stay healthy. Like, he, he got to get to a point where, if we protect him, because our offensive line has been really bad, so they fire Bobby Johnson. They got to bring in. A, they they just brought in an offensive line coach. In fact, you got to yeah. improve that area. But you can do that through free agency. You don't have to keep drafting tackles. You have Evan Neal, who's young. You got to make him better. You got to coach him up. Andrew Thomas is, you know, he, he he's a Pro Bowl. I mean, he's a talent. He just got hurt. But otherwise, coach up what you have. And then add to your talent. Am I crazy to say something like that? Where I like to keep spinning your wheels and keep starting over and over and over. Daniel Jones showed me that he can, when healthy, lead me to the playoffs. Yeah. Saquon Barkley showed me when healthy, he could be one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to move on from that and just start at zero again? Why can't I build off of that by adding to the talent and getting the like to me, the draft is always about getting the best player at that position that I need yeah so am I am I is that is that well, is that naive for me to say when it comes to the Giants plans going forward 
Well, Ernie Acorsi, uh, the old offense yeah. coordinator. One of the best. One of the best offense coordinators. Drafted me. Uh, I remember reading his book, and he said that the biggest mistake he made was going after needs with a first draft pick because he went after – because I think he – I think Bo Jackson was a guy who he, he did not pick because they already had a running back. Oh, okay. So what you got to do with those top picks is get the best player possible and then figure all that other stuff out. So my my thing is I, I, I feel like the need for the Giants has been the need for the Giants for the past 10 years, and that is through an offensive line coach, through draft picks, you have to shore up that offensive line. Yes. And to keep going after after these uh, accessory pieces. Look, I'm a receiver, and I would love to say, oh, yeah, get a receiver. It'll change the game. That's not really how it works because the receiver can't get the ball if the quarterback is on his back, right? And That's true, but the quarterback can't throw it if the receiver can't get separation. True, and now I'm kind what's of, harder my, to do? It's, it's, it's two seconds. Now it's two and a half seconds, and I'm about to get crushed because yeah. you can't get separation because you don't have that it factor that I know I can get at the sixth pick. Yeah. But like, they, see, I'm, I'm, I'm playing that game with you. You're you playing right. The game. You're playing the game. But I I'm going to push back and say, but if we flip it, you got to get open. And the last I checked, Giants receivers can't get open. Well, I mean, you, I, I think Jalen Hyatt can definitely get open. He's a, bur- I he's a Wondell, burner. but I think yeah. Rondell Robbins can get open. Darius Slayton gets open. You know, they, they have guys. Um, Isaiah Hodgins can get open. Uh, I think there are guys that can play that can get open. Uh, but you, if you have a uh, – look, to put it this way. Uh-huh. Tom Brady went to many Super Bowls with just guys, right? Julian Edelman. He made, yeah, Danny Amendola. I know. You're right. But well, he did have two great tight ends, though. He, well, he, but, but before them, you know, when he had uh, the Notre Dame kid David um, – he had, uh, he had a guy who I played with in okay. uh, David Patton. Oh, who Pat, was a guy. Yeah, that's right. Um, great, you know, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Great dude. You know, solid receiver. But if you have the time, receivers will get open. There's more receivers that are able to get open, especially nowadays. Okay. Than you can. It's harder to find so a good one of offensive other. lineman to me. Yeah. Okay. Are, that's the hardest thing to find besides quarterback. Okay. And they have a left tackle in Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. That's a good start. You know, I I like John Michael Schmidt Jr. He's a guy that has you know played well this year, and when he got hurt early on, you could see the difference in that off- offensive line. They have to figure out how to get. They got a new offensive line coach, so that might help. Mm-hmm. But you need to supplement the talent with that offensive line to have a guy in Justin Pugh to come off the couch and be your starter. That says a that's that's crazy. That's, that's a that's a that's a little bit of a black eye to all the off season, all the off the. the yeah, what, what are you scouting? Yeah, it's a it's a black eye. You don't want to be like, oh, we got this guy off the couch. Well, we drafted all these guys and they couldn't do anything, but we picked up this guy, this retread. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I still you, I still feel like you get more bang out of your buck with a good offensive lineman because good offensive lineman makes average quarterbacks great and makes uh, uh, average receivers great. You know, you give Did enough you fu- time, most guys will get open. It's the value of time. I love this conversation, by the way, because there's all many ways we can go with it, but the fact that you have an answer for everything makes it that much better. <laughs> all right, 800-919-3776. Of course, on a football Friday, you know what's coming up next. I don't know if uh, Amani has experienced this. What is it? Oh, you – I mean, it's, this is this – is I the, listen to the show all the time. We get to just sit back. Actually, you get to sit back. Mm. We let everybody else do the work for us. Mm. It's called mm. – <laughs> 
Like he, Bart struggled that day to say it. But what is that? It is audio. It sounds like a a, a, a horror movie, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. So what are we talking about? But whatever it is, it's going to have Nick Saban. Nick Saban involved. It's going to have uh, Ian O'Connor, who who wrote books on Bill Belichick, mm. saying something about Belichick and the Jets that you will not believe. No. And Carmelo Anthony on what number 15 represents for him in Denver. And Silky more. smooth. Stay with us. It's Martin Hahn with the Monty Tumor on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So Bill Belichick is looking for another team to coach. Who could it be? Could it be the Jets? Yesterday in the Michael K Show, guys were talking with Ian O'Connor and said... It makes some sense. Listen, the Jets are really more so than the Giants a perfect situation for Bill Belichick. He's got a quarterback who's as close to Brady if he could somehow stay healthy as anyone in the league in Aaron Rodgers. He's got the defense. He's got Garrett Wilson. He's got Brees Hall. And it keeps him close to his home in Massachusetts and Nantucket. And maybe it's a full circle thing where I walk down on the Jets. Now I'm going to be the guy who ends the drought. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. 
Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. What you think about Hammer? <laughs> Gas face. Remember hey, that? Third base? Yeah, of course I do remember third base. <laughs> Search told the story. Have you ever heard the story that Search told Mm-mm. about the time, you know, because they had that, that diss track, you know, yeah, Gas yeah, yeah. Face, and they mentioned Hammer, uh, and you hear Pete and I say, Hammer, shut the bike up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that got back to him. Yeah. And in, in Oakland, in that area, like, you know, even though the whole world saw MC Hammer as like this guy who danced with the big pants and was like pop. Yeah. He he was a bit of a gangster. Like he, <laughs> he, he had some people. Yeah. And yeah. so word got to search. He was going to LA for something and word got to him like you can't come here. Like that he was gonna put a hit on him. Really? Search told this crazy story about and he thought it was a joke. Like he didn't think it was real. And then people are like telling him, like, no, 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 it's real. It's a wild. You got to Google it. It's a wild story oh, that he told. Man. He told it a couple of years ago, and that it took like he had to get some people together to get to heaven and say, "No, lay off, like leave him alone." Like, yeah. don't. It's crazy, but yeah, like you just don't realize some of these songs. They sound funny, and we we laugh at diss tracks, and then you don't realize that wait, it's real people. Like yeah. we got diss tracks going on right now with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like it's yeah, crazy. The whole thing. Jeez. I mean, you got you got Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. Then now, now Stephen A's going at it. It's like, what the, what's happening in the world now? Can't I'm, we all just get along? You know what it is. I, you know what I blame? I bring I blame reality TV and I blame the Real Housewives. I'm telling you, I do. I just do. Because now yeah, it's we all want to live it, that life. It's bled into sports to where now we have all the, the. First of all, back in the day, nobody cared about anybody had beef. It was just kind of like. What are you going to do on Sunday? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do on Monday night, Tuesday, you know, you know, Thursday night? It's all about the game. Now it's like, well, what did he think of that? Yep. You know what? I've been in a lot of locker rooms. Some some guys are great dudes. Some dudes are like, man, I would have them come home and, you know, and date my sister. Some dudes I was like, yeah, you uh, just uh, I'll see you on Sunday on the field. And that's about it. <laughs> And the, you don't need my address. You we, don't need we, my don't address. Need, you don't need we, my phone number. Don't <laughs> it, when I don't even look at my license plate to see where I live. You know what I mean? Not yes. many of them with the Giants. I think the Giants do a great job with with the players. To be completely honest with you, but you know there there's some players that you're like, wow, how did this guy get so far like this? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, and so now all of a sudden we care about what they think. What they believe in, like it's just we care too much. It's way too much. Yeah. Way too it, well, much. First some of all, these guys are just good at playing sports, and that's it, and, and that's fine. And, and just because they I have a platform to say something, it doesn't mean you have to listen to it or no. care about it. No, you know, like no. like I said this to Bart. We all have the friend, like with with Roger, I think, or an uncle, right? <laughs> we all have that. Like we love, we know him, we love him. But then they say like crazy stuff, and you're like, oh, whatever, man. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. here we go. Oh, he's going off now. Like, and you just kind of tune it out. Yeah, and then. We don't do the same though with with some athletes who you know just feel like they've they want to tell you the what how they see the world, mm-hmm. and we all know that it's a little loopy. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to buy, like if pe- you're afraid people are going to buy into it because they're famous, mm-hmm. are you really worried about the people that buy into famous people's what they say? I am. Like I, I really am. I, I'm not because you can't be that smart. I yeah, ain't worried about dumb people, of, man. I ain't worried lot, about dumb people. There's a lot of not smart people out there. <laughs> and I hate to be that the, the bearer of bad news, but um yeah, too many, too many. 
Well, for for comfort. Some some not some not in our area, not in so, New York, not all the people that are listening to the radio. Show. <laughs> right, everybody here. All, so we we love you. We're all smart. Right. Well, let's let's be smart and dive out of this conversation. It's Football Fridays on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store and Nissan.com today. All right, I'm it's not coming. about you guys. No. No, not you. No, you're smart. I mean everybody else. It's well, those right. other guys. Well, right now... It's time for us to step aside and let the headline okay. makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. You see, Amani, that's what Bart was trying <laughs> trying to say, but it's really Audio Files. He does that too. <laughs> <laughs> now Bart, you Bart has fun on this show. Absolutely. A little bit. I let him. Yeah. Uh, we let him but it's only so much fun though, because he is a habitual line stepper. Yeah. So we yeah. all know that there's a level to fun and then it becomes like, okay, that's not fun anymore. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> and when Bart reaches but we uncomfortable. Love him. Yes. We love we, him. We don't. Can't wait till um, he gets back. Now you you were on the show with us when we did the power hour, right? Uh I have heard it many times in okay. the car. Because I'm already getting texts from people asking me, is he going to do the power hour? I said, I think he has to. Whoever okay. fills in for Bart has to pick up the slack. So just get your get your throat ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a golden voice to begin with. So to me, you're going to kill it. But just be ready for it. <laughs> Two o'clock. <laughs> but right now on Audio Files, let's get into some news. As you know, for the last couple of days, it's been all about co- coaches, legendary coaches, leaving their jobs, or or whether it's by mutual decision or Pete Carroll basically being pushed away. Uh, for Nick Saban, it was also at Alabama, a time to just walk away. So the question for Nick Saban was, why now? No, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach, because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever. But I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, took a little, little more out of me than usual. And when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of, can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way you've always done it? and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season. And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, the way I I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, like I said, there's never a good time. I mean, Amani, you played big-time college football at Michigan. You Mm -hmm. you certainly understand the grind, and you've worked with coaches. You see all this stuff. Like When Mm -hmm. you hear Nick Saban say what he says, what's your reaction? It's a tough job. I mean, it is a tough job. I mean, him talking about hiring coaches because it's constant turnover in the in college, in the pros you can you know you have there's more more control over it, but you have to go to these these kids' houses. You have to convince their parents. You have to. There's so much you have to do. And then now with NIL, you have to compete to keep the players that you do have on your team. Right. You're recruiting so, your own players to stay. Yeah, you rec- and it's I I understand I think he had to compromise himself too much. Because most coaches that you know that are old school are like, "Look, either it's my way or the highway and mm-hmm. don't let the door hit you on the way out." Right. Uh where the good lord split you if you don't want to <laughs> um, you know, 
if you don't want to buy into my program. But you can't be successful nowadays like that. You have to be the kinder, gentler, you know, uh, player, a uh, coach, and it's a lot for an like older coach. It, it's a lot for an older coach now, and I think Absolutely. that's especially in college. Like, like Jen, Jay Wright, one of the great college coaches of all time, he had mm-hmm. to walk away because he just saw where it was going. You know, Coach K at Duke. You know, it just it was time. This is so yeah. much more. This is a young man's game now, mm-hmm. as far as coaching. So, Nick Saban again, another legendary coach that moves on, uh, and then Bill Belichick the next day. This was yesterday. Bill Belichick steps down, or or mutually part ways with the New England Patriots. So now it's where is the next job for him? So Ian O'Connor, a great writer in our area, uh, who's written several books and, and and I think a couple of them on Be- Brady and Belichick and the Patriots and everything. So he's got a lot of great insight on things there. Now remember, Belichick famously left the Jets to go to the Patriots and on a napkin wrote, you know, that he resigns as HC of the NYJ barely a day into his tenure. Mm-hmm. So Ian O'Connor thought, for both New York teams, which would be a better fit for Belichick? I do think that Belichick would take the phone call, and I do think Woody Johnson should make the phone call. It's really a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you? It's one phone call. And if he says no, he says no. But uh, listen, the Jets are really more so than the Giants, a perfect situation for Bill Belichick. He's got a quarterback who's as close to Brady, if he could somehow stay healthy, as anyone in the league in Aaron Rodgers. He's got the defense. He's got Garrett Wilson. He's got Brees Hall. And it keeps him close to his home in Massachusetts and Nantucket. And maybe it's a full circle where I walk down on the Jets, now I'm going to be the guy who ends the drought and puts them in the Super Bowl for the first time since man stepped on the moon. So that, to me, does make more sense than the Giants. But I do know that Mara has stayed in touch with Bill over the years, a lot really via email. He asked him, obviously, about uh, Joe Judge before they hired him. Bill told him, well, he's better than the, the last two guys you hired. So he did give Judge that recommendation. But I just think it's not going to happen. But the Jets make so much more sense to me for Belichick than the Giants do, even though that was at one point his dream job. Now, the Giants already made it clear that they're not pursuing anything or, or any of that stuff. So those mm-hmm. those reports are already out there. So don't yeah. don't think Giants. And the Jets are, you know, Aaron Rodgers is happy with Robert Sala and happy with everything there. But it's just amazing to think that everything that Ian said there, though, Amani, does mm-hmm. make sense. It makes sense. But what you said earlier, I don't think Aaron Rodgers can mentally handle a coach that doesn't worship him. Watching the um, the Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. it was like a fluff love fest for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers the entire thing. It made me sick. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it because uh, I, you know the most hated player on the team is always the quarterback because everybody always. I've been in so many meetings where like fawns over them. Oh my god, it mm. is it is nauseating. I remember so many times where like there's a but young he receiver. Lifted them up though, man. What he did? What for four plays? He came no before he came Four in. Four plays. The moot. You. It was Camelot in the summer. Okay. Oh it was. It was up. It was beautiful. Stop. And it all. See, that's what Jets it. fans. You. You. you, can't, you the summer is like uh, an appetizer. You don't <laughs> go to the restaurant because they have good. It's the you know, best time for us. Okay. You go it's to all we know. You go because they got the main course. The season is the main course. Listen. He left Christmas Eve is the you best time because you, you don't fest- have the disappointment of Christmas morning and not getting what you wanted. It's you, the anticipation of hoping you can get what you want. That's why Christmas that. Eve is better. I get that, and I'm 100 percent with you. But if Christmas Eve. If you, if, if you never even get to Christmas Eve, then it's only like the 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 the, the thirty the, the twenty the twenty five days the twenty four days of Christmas, and not 
the actual Christmas Eve. No. That's what it was. You no, didn't get never, what you want. We never get to Christmas night where we're never. enjoying the, the, the fruits of the presents never. It just, just goes right to the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quickly here, last but not least, let's go to the basketball side of things. Right. Um, here's Carmelo Anthony on his 5 p.m. in Brooklyn. Uh, talking about, remember, he wore 15 in, in Denver yes. right, with the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, is wearing it. Mm-hmm. And so here's Melo on the jersey thing because it's all about are the, are the Nuggets ever going to retire Melo's jersey? Well, they can't. Someone's wearing no. it. It was a petty maneuver. It wasn't like, oh, we got numbers to choose from. It was like, here, take this one. You got 15. And y'all put Jokic in the middle of that. He don't know what the f*** He don't even care. He could have been like, I want to wear 15. He could have been like, 15 is here. I can wear 15. Oh, that's, you know what I mean? Like, just pay homage. I don't know. He could have wore because he wanted to pay homage. Right. But what I believe is that they gave him 15 to try to erase what you did. What I did. Your accomplishments over there. That's crazy. I used to think about it. I don't think about this shit no more, though. Yeah. Because what's meant to be is meant to be. Um, I love Melo. Jokic was a second round pick. I don't think anybody knew what he was going to be. So the um, fact that they're like, "Hey, let's erase Mello by giving you this number 15. I, I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm buying all of that. Look, I love Mello, but it is a weird wrong. place now. But hey, if you don't win a championship, what did you do? What did you do? Uh, he was a great player there. I mean, no, he's a great player, no question. But like, you get your numbers and all that stuff retired when you win the franchise a championship. And that's their homage to you that you won a championship. Hmm. You were a, t- a prime time player. You didn't even finish your career there. You left with the Knicks, and then I would argue he's better known now as a Nick. Absolutely, than he was as a Nugget. He was in because uh, at that time, the Nuggets was a wasteland for talent. Now you know it's a it's a destination, but for a long time. You couldn't even tell me what the Denver Nuggets uniform looked like when Carmelo was there. Like, yeah, it, it, they got to one Western Conference final. They had a really good team um, with uh, Chauncey. They, they, Chauncey ended up getting traded there, Chauncey yeah. Billups. And they, Chauncey and they Billups. had a good team. They got to the West Conference final, lost yeah. to Kobe. It was a great finals. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Mel- those teams ran into the Spurs and the Lakers every year like everybody else did, like the Phoenix yeah. Suns did. But when they he came the to Kings. the Knicks – Remember the I, Kings back in the day? Oh, yeah, of course. They, have a, lot of, they have a lot of great players. Chris yeah. Webber. Yeah. They, they're not going to retire Chris Webber's jersey. Like, as much as he done, and Pedro Sadat, uh, Mike, uh, yep. Mike Bibby, yep. all those guys, they're not going to retire in those numbers. Even the Suns with, um, with uh, you know, with um, Dan Marley. Well, and... they actually they are retiring those numbers now in Phoenix. Really? Because, yeah, they, they don't have a championship. Wow. So they, but they are starting to do these ring. I guess they're doing ring of honor more than they're doing ring numbers. Ring of honor. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the ring of honor, by the way. Just well, not to pat my own back, but I'm just saying hope you know so. I, mean? I would that? think so. I would, if you told me you weren't, I, we'd start a campaign right now. All right, we're yeah. getting a campaign saying it's time okay. for a break, so let's get to that. Right. That is Audio Files. We have calls coming up, 800-919-3776. Power Hour coming up. Can Amani Tumor hold up his end of the bargain? Power Hour. It's a lot of pressure. Can he do it? He's got the pipes for it. Let's see if he could bring it. Alex Monaco, better half hour. We'll get some of your bets and the numbers of – of course, Wild Card Weekend, and go through some of the matchups and some reunions that we have in these matchups as well. Lots to get to. Stay with us, Spartan Han, with Ma- Amani Tumor, 987 oh, ESPN. That's my name. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. And don't forget the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5 going on right now. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes that include a big screen TV, a Nintendo Switch, a MetaQuest, and so much more. To get your box for the big game, you can listen to DPH on Rothenberg in the morning from 6 to 10. You got our show, of course, Barton Hahn. We start at noon, we end at 3, and then we pass it on to the Michael K. Show from 3 to 6.30, and that's all your chances to win. You get $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. That's why you keep listening. Put this number on speed dial. Be ready to go. It's all brought to you by Telemore. Do Irish whiskey for full contest details. You can go to superboxbonanza.com. Okay, you know the power hours coming up next. 800 919 3776, of course, for your calls as well. To be part of the conversation, we get you ready for wildcard weekend with uh, place your bets with Alex Monaco. And let's see if Amani Tumor can bring it with his own flair, his own style in the power hour. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, 987. ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. The winning streak was not going to go on forever. The Knicks winning streak came to an end last night in Dallas against the Mavericks. A team playing without Luka Doncic. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Dave said that was a disappointing performance. To go up against Dallas and for them to have clearly their best player and to come out like that. And again, it's a one-off. It doesn't drive me insane, but it's frustrating because you, you felt so good about this team. I think you still feel good about them, but that loss was, I don't know, that loss was upsetting last night for me. God forbid you could actually grab a rebound without a chance to take the lead in the game. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it is Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. 
Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.